I knew he was up to something. Sister Lucia Karasu stopped a moment to pump her fist and smile gloatingly to herself, then continued on, making sure to stay out of sight of her quarry as she watched him disappear into the tree line. She'd been following Brother Vlados for four days. Something just hadn't sat right with her when she heard him explain why he needed to leave the colony and run errands in one of the local border towns. So, she gathered up her ranging gear and offered to go hunting. Just because she didn't tell Elder Arena what she was hunting didn't make her a liar, right? At first, she'd been worried her instincts were off, and Vlados really was just picking up some supplies. He traveled straight to one of the towns. Not the closest, of course, that would draw too much attention to the colony, but not far enough to raise any suspicions from her. After a full day of travel, he spent most of the next there, gathering up something, and quite a bit of it going by how full his pack seemed to be getting, then left shortly before nightfall. He made camp, he packed up in the morning, making sure to clean up after himself. So far, so normal. But then, he turned south. Even though the colony was to the west, after another full day of travel, he was nearly to the edge of the exalted wood. The wood was sacred to the colony. Supposedly, they had originally lived there, but were driven out centuries before when the elves returned to Kionan. According to the stories, there were even mother trees. Children of the forest mother who had taken root and gone to sleep to await her arrival in the exalted wood. But going there now was forbidden. It had been for generations. And here was Vlados, lying about running errands so that he could sneak in. I have you now. Elder Arena will have a field day with this. Once he was sure Vlados really was entering the wood, Lucia packed up her own camp and gave chase. But either she'd underestimated how overgrown and unfamiliar the forest was, or, more likely, overestimated her own skill. After searching for nearly an hour, she hadn't picked up Vlados's trail. Just as she was getting ready to give up and head back, she had enough to get him on probation for a year at least already. She heard it. A strange, snuffling sound coming from a particularly thick patch of undergrowth. Readying her bow, she stalked towards it. The sound resolved itself into what was clearly heavy, ragged breathing and what might have been crying. Who's there? Show yourself! I'm armed! The only answer was a surprised gasp, and then the breathing getting quicker. Lucia drew back an arrow and trained it on the undergrowth. The plants began shaking as a small form pushed its way out. She saw pointed ears and almost let loose, but something stopped her. Looking closer, she saw it wasn't some elf ranger ready to fight to the death, but a small, emaciated half-elf girl. Covered in dirt and grime, tears streaking down her face, the girl held up her arms and choked out something in Elvish. She tried to take one more wobbling step forward, but collapsed onto the ground. This is Pot Against the Machine. Pot Against the Machine.
Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only actual play podcast that digs great holes secretly where the earth's pores ought to suffice and things have learned to walk that ought to crawl. I'm your host and here's everybody. I love the way you crafted that intro. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Hi. Hey. Hello. Hello uh, to everyone except for the worm that walks. Wow. Poor worm that walks. You're throwing diplomacy out the window, man see how it is well previously what happened the party healed up for a very very long time while the leucodamon bumped into walls and then when they decided they'd healed enough they executed it quite thoroughly and it didn't really got a chance to do anything but stand there and get housed after that the party continued their journey through the basement and found a an altar to Xiphus. This altar to Xiphus, in, you know, true Xiphian fashion, had a scythe trap built into the altar itself, which attacked everybody, did a little bit of damage. And then um, the sentient death trap ooze that was spread out on the floor in the back sprung to life and attacked the party. Of course, the party made short work of the death trap ooze because they're mean to nice, cool monsters. And they found another nanite cocoon, and they um, they didn't take the nanite cocoon. They left it there because nanite cocoons are scary. After that, they doubled back, went to the main hallway, and explored the southern door on the eastern side. Found a little U-shaped hallway that led into a lab with three cells in it. The northernmost cell had a broken-out window and nothing inside. The middle cell had a non-broken window and looked like a bunch of dead bugs inside. In the far southern window had, um, well, had a worm that walks in it. And that's where we are now. The worm that walks is looking at the party and pointing at the door. Good idea. We should leave. <laughs> Asher will tip his hat respectfully and then walk away. <laughs> Here looks at it and then looks at her friends. Okay, bye. Really? You come up this way? And you just walk away? I see how it is. I can help you. I know secrets. I've been here a long time. It's gonna be longer. Yeah, no, the last time I stayed in a room was something I got almost murdered by a haunt. It was nice meeting you. <laughs> and... Nobody hates Fergus as much as I do. You know, since he locked me down here, I know you hate him. Kira has to stop walking. Come on, come on. You know, you know you hate Fergus, Shadow. You've been trying to kill him. We do. He tries to kill him all the time. We do hate him. He's the worst. He's the worst. The literal worst. What we can do to make sure this isn't Fergus, <laughs> like, like, is this like a ghost and zombie I, from the I same don't body think it's situation? Fergus, but I, I don't trust it as an ally. I mean, I, it, listen, uh, I, have had a really bad track record with everything that's in every room here. I am not inclined um, to, to leave anything down here. Down, down deep, down here. But 
And if anyone's going to talk to it, it should be, I guess, all of you. Anyone but me. Ken, I just, I, I don't know much about it, but it sounds dangerous. <sighs> Looks dangerous. Oh, I'm extremely dangerous. Don't lie about that. But I have no particular reason to hate all of you, especially if you, you know, help me out a little bit. Does it detect as evil? Oh, yes, super evil. I just didn't want to assume. Super evil. Yeah, well, uh, Alan got an eight on his sense motive about whether or not it hates Zoud, so he has no idea on that. What should we call you if we decide to call you anything? Do you have a name? Of course I have a name. What kind of question is that? I am incredibly not knowledgeable in things of the natural and unnaturally natural world. Things that require knowledge of nature. I have no ranks. Also, that answer kind of makes it sound like you're stalling because you don't have a name. I haven't used my name in years and years and years, but my name is Nargan. Nargan Harvex. Sorry, what was the last name? Harvex. Harvex. Harvex? Um, you want it without the swarm sound. Not the usual spelling. <laughs> yes, Nargan Wormforex. I was literally typing that in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, was that his pet? Nargrim Steelvex. Can we roll? Oh, sorry. No, that's a popular Nargrim. name, apparently, Nargrim. Well, can we roll anything on that name? I mean, you can try a knowledge local. I have that. I have a very tiny bonus to that. Nope. 19 22. total. No. That's a 15. Yeah, I don't think um, All right. Nargan Harovex is famous enough for any of you to have heard of him. That's <laughs> too narg. Unnamed to say. Nargan. <laughs> It is fun to say. Yes. It's nargly. Nargan's noggin. Um, so, Nargan, how did you end up here in the first place? Well, I was taken prisoner. Um, up at the, uh, the world wound, shortly after I was uh, reborn in the state you see before you, and I was in a weakened and confused state. The, um, the old wizard, uh, you know, one thing led to another, a little bit of, of trickery, a little bit of evil, sneaky magic, and um, I wound up down here. Can you say m more about that? Well, I mean, what more is there to know? Frickus is a, is or, or was a, a madman, um, I think he basically wanted to become like what I am. Um, he wanted to 
getting an immortality by putting his mind in a in a swarm or in smoke or whatever. And, I mean, I guess really he's he kind of did it because um, he's an incorporeal kind of almost smoke sort of guy now, and he don't have to worry about dying. But um. Yeah, he's, he's almost even worse now than he's dead. Really. You, do you know how to make him stop being not dead? Um, I think if I knew that, I probably would have done it by now. Thought maybe you couldn't because you're locked in there or whatever. Well, he comes in here sometimes, and, you know. Sometimes I attack him, you know. Feeling a little bit ordinary at the time. Sometimes he, he taunts me, I taunt him. We have a sort of mutual hatred going around. But, um. When you attack him, like, what does that look like? Like, I, you know, do magic spells on him, and, like, he goes, like, Oh, God, you're so strong, I'm getting you so tough, and then he runs away, like. He runs away when we fight him, too. He's always running away. He's the worst. Yeah, I don't like him. You should... What were they doing around the world wound in the first place? There's a, there's a series of evil worms. Seems like that should be determined. I mean, I, when I went to the world wound, I wasn't in a series of evil worms. I was more of like a... Evil guy. So, you know, just saying. I, I wasn't a good guy. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not, not a great person. Got 19 sense motive on when Nargan's recounting the, like, I cast a bunch of magic spells on him, and he's like, oh, you're so strong, and runs away. Um, he seems to basically believe what he's saying. Um, maybe slight exaggeration, but... Nargan. It sounds like you're certainly a fearsome spellcaster. What is holding you here behind these windows and this door? Is it enchanted somehow? I don't know the teleportation spells. You couldn't open the door or just break through it with your powers? Unfortunately, no. Fergus sure is a jerkus. So, like, if you got out of here, would you just, like, go make compost peacefully, or would you continue with your evil, wormy nature? I mean... I don't have any specific plans. I've been kind of resigned to just sort of being in here for all eternity since nobody's been down here in years other than Fergus the Jerkus. And um, he certainly have, hasn't been willing to let me go, but um, I mean, I have no specific plans for any evil doing. Tactful answer. Look, I am perhaps maybe the most morally ambiguous of the party, said Alwyn, or perhaps P 
part of the contingent of the most morally ambiguous, but this, um, I mean, this, this really weighs on the scales. Clearly this is wrongful imprisonment, but looks at Asher in particular. This is also a very evil creature. Asher, would you let it out? Yeah, I'm gonna go with no. Um. Okay. See, the thing is, I'm not inclined to release someone who's sure doesn't have specific evil things planned. But does detect as super evil, admits they are quite evil, was evil in their original mortal form, and remains evil still. Whether they were wrongfully imprisoned or had been rightfully incarcerated, I'm not inclined to release them in either case. Mm. Sorry, guy. Asher says no. He's our moral compass. Donald, I see how it is, and that's totally fair. Like, I get where you're coming from. I totally get it, but like... You're probably gonna need some help to deal with Fergus and... I, I know things. I've been around him for years and years and years. Like, I'm pretty much his, the closest thing he has to a friend, even though I hate his guts and imagine myself killing him every day. But, um, what if, and I'm just spitballing here, what if you let me out in exchange for, like, the information that would, um, help you with whatever you're doing here, which I'm sure involves crossing paths with Fergus Shadow, and, um, maybe I, I could sweeten the pot a little bit, and then, um, I'll promise not to do anything evil. Didn't you already say you didn't know how to get rid of him? That doesn't mean I don't know other things. Such as? Well, what do you want to know? Give us the vague contours of the juiciest bits you have. Worms. Oh, I know where his most secure lab is. I know what he's hiding in there. I know... Um... I know what killed him. That's a good one. I know. Um. Hmm. I know what cool machine he used to brag about that he has. I don't know what that is. Um. Is it the fan? Ah, much cooler than the fan. Do you know about. nests? Yep. 
not going to describe them more. Yes. Oh, well. The yeah, cocoons. Describe them more. No, I think Man-eyed that cocoons. And he, he cocks his head and he thinks for a second. And he goes, um, I don't think I know anything about Nene Cocoon specifically, but I, I know he has like a, one of his main security things is this androphony door, basically. It, it's got this locking mechanism that uses nanites to like, keep itself locked and it's basically impossible to open. Uh, if you don't have control of, of his nanite swarms. Thank you for that freebie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hangs his head for a second, realizing he's kind of been tricked into coughing that one up. And he goes, Well, now that I've shown my good faith and my usefulness, you know, why don't we, uh, just pop a little lock. Just, uh, just give it a little poppy do, as they say in the world wound. The old world wound <laughs> pop and lock, where up rock breakdancing is incredibly popular. It's a chorus. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's the main thing that de- demons do. When they get to the material plane, is they they pop and lock. <laughs> As a investigation into your character, before you were in this form, where would you purchase craft supplies? There is a right answer. Yes, and we all know what it is, but I want to know the truth. He's got to think really hard about this one because it's been a while. Remember, if they're chaotic evil, Hobby Lobby, we're leaving it in here. That's exactly what I was going to say. If it's chaotic evil, they have to say Hobby Lobby. That is (laughs) the rule as it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I'm trying to think of other craft stores and I can't come up with anything, but... <laughs> There's only the three. <laughs> there aren't too many, oh. just, the, just the three. Oh, there's Blix. You all have Blix? Yeah, Blix. Some cool mom-and-pop shop I've never heard of. Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah, we have Blix. Never heard of hey, Blix. The, the art student contingent of our listener Sounds base fair. knows what I'm talking about. Got a couple <laughs> Blix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's it's like craft wow. plus. These aren't crafts; these are works of art. Yeah, I was always into the more sort of bespoke um, crafting supplies. That I, I kind of consider myself like above, like the chain stores. Not above. That sounds too haughty, but like. You know, I, I don't think I would really go to like a Joanne's or a Michael's unless I was absolutely desperate. Like I'd probably, you know, find some some real art supplies from like a true artist who just really appreciated the craft, if you know what I mean. 
course I do. Like a real bluff if you need me to. <laughs> this is very important for the progression of the story, for sure. Clearly. Um. <laughs> That's why we had to stop for 10 minutes to come up with crap stories. <laughs> Think of it. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, we truncated I, eight minutes of that. I said, we You're welcome. Come back to them if we come back to them. It's after we're finished in here. Many secrets will remain secrets, but I think um, they did let us know that we should probably grab that cocoon, the other one. Hopefully that was a good idea. And while you're um, basically saying that you're going to go, he runs to the, the back of the cell and picks up this like one foot by one foot cube that is covered with tiny hoses um, that are like kind of bouncing up and down. And this is like basically the only thing in the cell with him. Um, and he picks it up and um, sort of waves it towards you all and goes like, I've got treasure. You could have this. Now, now you say that's the... Uh... It looks kind of gross. You say that's the only thing in the cell with him, but in the picture you showed us last episode, he appeared to be holding some kind of crazy tech gun. Yeah, I don't know why that's in the picture. <laughs> that is not in his gear. Uh, spoiler, uh, he does not have a I was going to say, if he gives us that, then maybe. <laughs> so if a knowledge engineering would tell us anything about the cube of hoses, Rixby rolls a 19 for a 36. Um, that's a pretty good roll. The cube of hoses... Yeah appears to be a nutrient training node. Now, nutrient training node is a pretty interesting little thing. It has a short spigot on one end. Um, four sides of the box are covered with panels that flash and hum in a repeating pattern. Uh, this device acts as a nutrient dispenser. Once a day, when any panel is pushed as a full round action, the node extrudes a dollop of nutrient paste from the spigot paste room contains sufficient nutrients to sustain a single medium or smaller creature for one day. For 24 hours after that, the tiny hoses take in trace amounts of air, dirt, or any other nearby substance, and the node processes this matter into more nutrient paste. Yeah! Right, you have a goo-tube generation device. No, 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 that's a goo-cube. It's a goo-cube. It is that's, a goo-cube. Yeah. It's just getting ready to type mm-hmm. that in the chat. You are oh, that's so more tempting than any plot-relevant device. I want to I wanna taste every environment I'm Yeah, in. I was going to say, I'm not sure we can turn that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a hard pass. I'm like, all right. Sounds good. That's the thing about the. Well, now we know how the goo tubes get those all those crazy flavors they have. Well, for the most part, the default nutrient paste doesn't taste great, but the goo cube is also basically a game of Simon. If you push the panels in a fashion that matches the repeating pattern that's flashing on the box, the node adds nanites. They put delicious flavors in the paste. So is that what all those uh, nanite clusters are for? We have to use those to make goo tubes taste good? <laughs> well, we need to go back and collect those other two clusters. The thing is, the more you do it, the harder the pattern gets. 
And if you keep matching the pattern, which of course takes intelligence checks, um, and it keeps producing better and better paste, if you do this for six consecutive days, the benefits accumulate into in intellect enhancing nanites that grant you a permanent plus one inherent bonus to intelligence. Now, is there a penalty for messing it up? Uh, the stuff goes back to tasting. Then we can start yeah. over. With yeah, but I mean, like, you can start over again and just keep attempting this for the remainder of the thing until we make Bricks be Einstein. As long as you've got charges. <laughs> but, I mean, inherent bonuses don't stack, so you can only get yeah. one inherent bonus. Yeah, I know. Oh. can't keep doing no, it. No, I... He's He's waving around his goo cube. Is it? I really want that thing, but I also really don't want to let this guy out. You know you want it. It plays the tiny little CDs that look like Yoshi. Four controller ports. Can I use Summon Swarm to summon a swarm of, like, robins in there? And just get that whole thing <laughs> sorted out? I can get that. Just clean that up. I want the cube. We could all get a plus one to our intelligence. That is amazing. Everybody. I mean, Bricks be sure, but like, that's... Now, uh, question about that. Is the person that solves it has to be the person that eats it? Nice. Or can Bricks solve it for the rest of us with his high intelligence and then somebody else can eat it after he solves it? I see no, no reason. I don't think solving it involves holding your mouth over the spigot, so I... Okay. Oh, that because that's the thing that I was worried about with like the rest of us crying if like we didn't have as high of a bonus. Oh, it's a trap. Uh, Best outcome is we have a goo tube cube. Yeah. Which is the worst is outcome. It? Yeah, but it gives us a plus one bonus to intelligence. That's a really rare type of bonus that won't stack with a lot of other things. Just think of the merch. I mean, it will stack. Exactly. Goo tube dispenser. We can buy those Heinz vending machines. Yeah, combine it with a Simon, because, like, day one, you get spicy mango ranch. <laughs> and then by day five, it's some sort of mana from the gods. <laughs> okay, spicy mango ranch doesn't sound terrible. I know. I, as I said that, I'm like, maybe that's the <laughs> mana. Mana. Yes, I, that's not horrible. That sounds like a day three or four thing. Day one, it probably tastes like him. Warm worm. <laughs> it definitely tastes like him right now. Since he is the ambient everything. Um. So. He's waving it around. Hold on. Doing a little dance. He's got one big worm on the front of his head that's sort of in a smile shape. <laughs> Sam, talk to me about line of sight and line of effect with these windows. Well, you can see through the windows. Um, I assume that you can't actually see through the dynamic lighting of the window. Because I think I... I think there's a spell that Brixby would like to cast. Because I'm a terrible rat and a worse person behind the rat. 
And I would envision that a conjuration teleportation spell wouldn't be blocked by that glass, right? Uh, yeah, it's not like a force thing or anything. Bixby's gonna grab their. It's um, <clears throat> gonna grab their uh, their goodness, um, their bonded item, their amulet, and I need uh wormy wormy jeremy to roll me a cmd oh no i need to roll a cmb i'm gonna claim that object that's in your hand using the spell swipe okay all right can you actually see him now oh yeah yep yeah oh yeah can see him. I, I redrew I the wall while you were talking square so this square being right near the door of the cell to the north. And I am going to roll a C and B check using my, which is my caster level plus my intelligence mod. Um, so, or yeah, my caster level and my intelligence mod, sorry. Uh, so that is 14 plus my D20 roll against your C and D. It's a five off the die for a 19. Ah, uh, these still got it. Oh. Uh, uh, oh. So it's the Brixby fails nope. to pull the thing out of Nargan's hand. Oh, he still got it. I thought you said you uh. still got it. Nargan still got it. He goes, oh, I was excited for a second. I'm like, wow, he's got a really low C. Dang. You can't just go stealing things from people. I gave you the terms. Open the thing. Don't make me start casting spells that scare Frickus away. Um, I don't want to do it, but I'll do it. Why would we be worried that you cast spells that scare him away? We don't want him to come here. Well, I'll scare you away with them. Or I'll, you know, scare you to death. Yeah, I, I could do that again after I sleep, but I think um, I'm going to mosey out of here, just in case they do have something that can go through the glass. But Yeah, Asher would like to grab that jar with the three worms and take it with him and see if that gains any, gets any reaction out of Nargan. Um, I think as you're all leaving... Um, he doesn't seem to particularly react to Asher taking the jar. Um, but as you are all leaving, he does uh, wind up and cast a spell. Says, you're just cowards! All of you, you're just cowards! And he's going to cast a spell on, let's see, who's the last one in my... Oh, of course it's Alowin. Um... Yeah, because I didn't realize that we were actually moving out of the room as everyone was still talking to him. <laughs> well, as it, everyone walks away, Alwyn, I need a will save. Will save. Uh, that is a 14, so that's going to fail. So, Alwyn, I would say as you're walking away, you see right in front of you that stove from upstairs and the door drops open to the stove and fire comes bursting out of it 
And I'm gonna need a fortitude save. Oh, I know what this is. Hey, fortitude's much higher. That is a... Ooh, that still might not make it at his caster level. That's a 19. <laughs> Just barely makes it. Oh. So in God, that was a high roll too. That was a fifteen on the die. <laughs> you just barely survive. You do take phantasmal killer, right? Um, you do take thirteen points of mental damage from the horrible fear of you know th the fireball that killed you just a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, so are you still leaving? Uh, yeah, let's okay, go. Brixby, let's he's go. doing the thing you were worried about. Let's get out of line of sight, please. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna steal your goo cube. I'm gonna take it later. All of my level three slots. I'm getting way smarter. By the time you come back here, I'm gonna be so smart that you'll die. It's gonna be like a magic claw game, you nasty pile of worms. Nerds, get the nasty pile of worms inside you because you're a rat, and rats are filled with worms. At least I own it. At least I own it. Be passively worms. Asher closes the door. Live your truth, cowards. All right. Yeah, I mean. I'm glad that we did not have to cardio amp you, because that would have been. Oh, we could have maybe boofed the, the, the boof of life. Um, no, we still it takes a whole round to take that out. Thing is so useless. Um. Yeah, cardio amp would have been the. In that hallway one. curves, the one that we derivated from originally to go through the U. Situ. Yeah, is there anything at the end of that? What? This hallway here. Um, yeah, at the end door. But... If you come back into the the main hallway there, um, where it curves back around towards the west after a little bit in south. Alwyn's also going to use some healing on himself while we're looking at this door. Um, yeah, there's one more door at the end of the hallway there, and then the hall doesn't proceed further. All right, I'm going to roll a perceptive do. Oh. Yeah, aid. Do not aid. I missed aiding by one. <laughs> I rolled an 18 for a 37 with one aid. Alright, well the door does not appear to be locked, nor does it appear to be trapped. It is pretty hot though. Can I roll something? Roll smart rat? Engineering? intelligence anything on why it's hot or like does that perception give me some sort of like sounds like there's a gosh darn furnace behind this door and it could be a furnace it's definitely like a hissing and whirring and all sorts of noise going on in there so there's some kind of machine but I, I don't think that you can really tell much of anything from where you are does the heat of the door tell me that it would be uncomfortable for us to be in there 
Uh, like, you know, firefighter style. Can I tell? You touch the knob. Yeah, I think it, it doesn't seem hot enough to be unsafe. Like, I think you can go in there without taking immediate heat damage or anything like that. Yeah, let's pop it open. Let's have fun. That's what we do on this podcast. As we are walking, <laughs> Asher would have uh, put the jar of worms into the bag of holding, uh, healed himself once with an anti gun, uh, and then went back to a revolver in each hand. Just get that on radio. I thought you were just going to carry around this like huge mason jar full of giant worms. Or until dinner. <laughs> For like the rest of the AP. I was hoping... I was hoping it would be like a Men in Black situation of where like, hey man, I'm going to like stomp on these worms. Where you'd be like, no, 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 that's my armpit. <laughs> oh, these worms are like more pink and Nargan's more like yellowy worms. So it's probably like a whole different species. Let's go to the hot room. Is, is this Nelly's room? We're opening the door. It's getting hot in here. Look at all this that country Nelly's grammar. Room. You see that just so dirty hot. south posters everywhere. There's a street sweeper the over there. Yeah, I know all the lyrics to all of the songs mandatory. on that one album. <laughs> <laughs> if someone's not wearing a necklace, they could always pop on the hearth mantle. Um, this cramped room is incredibly hot and choked with hissing pipes and sparking wires. The strange machine of metal, stone, and crystal grinds and whirs in a cacophonous din. A plumes of smoke and fire churn out of dozens of pipes that extend upward through the ceiling. A huge metal door sits on the southern end of the western wall over here. Uh, just to the side of an immense machine. A short message is inscribed above the door. Numerous cables and pipes extend from the door's frame to a nearby panel on the southern wall from which four glass domes the size of human heads protrude. That's on this fellow over here. What's that message, Sam? Uh, it says, Lab Zero. Nemotechnic Recovery. There was not a Lab Zero listed on that thing, was there? There was. Until under 10. Was there a zero? Oh. I thought it so went from was. one to there's, there's like a general knowledge engineering check that could be rolled in this room, right? Perhaps? Yeah, I think that there's more than one, I, I would say. Okay, so th this matters because I, I, I prepared Technomancy today, so I would love to use it on something that might be very... Um, what sort of knowledge engineering checks do we see in this? Well, there is the... Whatever the huge noise-making machine is that takes up most of the room and goes up into the ceiling. And then there is whatever this machine is that's plugged into the huge metal door. Do we get like a general impression that the former machine might have something to do with the smoke? Is there any smoke going on in here? One of the machines more smoky than the other machine? Oh, there's all sorts of smoke. 
uh, the big machine seems to be the big smoke machine. Oh yeah, so Brixby is going to pull out a small... He's going to cup his hand. He's going to pour some oil into it and stir it with a wire. And then he's going to kind of blow it out onto the machine. And look at how the oil splatters. And roll a knowledge engineering. I rolled a nat 20 for a 47. <laughs> Asher activates his filter mask. Nice. <laughs> wow. You are looking at a wonder of the world, really. This is a smoke furnace. This is a fusion of magical and technological craftsmanship that uses extremely small portals to the plane of fire to provide a long-lasting and stable source of power. While the smoke furnace doesn't create a huge amount of power, and it's noisier than most generators, it's particularly desirable because there's no chance of it exploding or overloading on its own. This is the only one of these in the entire world. And it is powering the vast majority of the tower. And when you say, like, powering the tower, is that, like, the airlocks? Like, what is using power? All the airlocks, all the doors, that big fan in the other room. Um, Yeah, so Rigsby takes a long look at this and then turns around and says, I... This is amazing. A a little bit like that room that we were in with the fan. This uses the portals, the plane of fire, to bring in heat to run a furnace. And then he stops for a second, like he's remembering something. But it's also the source of all the smoke that, you know, Long Dreamer asked us to address so well I don't think it should be right now we need to we need to put this beauty to rest at one point perhaps with that sword yeah we pronounce it with a hard W in Birmingham <laughs> well so this turned the dreamwood to the smokewood this is what's powering the contamination of this whole area. But also turning it off now would potentially open all of the prison doors as it were. Yeah, I mean, don't call me Joe Manchin or anything, but we should probably keep this on for like a couple of years. I will not call you Joe Manchin as you've requested. Brixby, you're incredibly smart. Do you know what mnemotechnic means? Can I roll? I mean, you know, we as a group of smart folks, of which I am not even the smartest, have a good idea of what that would relate to. Memory, knowledge, just based off of the language prefix. But is there something that Brixby could roll or could that we could roll on that word?
Um, I mean, it would probably be like engineering. It's a 24. Not that smart. I think that it's probably enough to know at least that it's it's something in terms of, of dealing with memories. Um, so mnemotechnic recovery, it might be like the memory recovery kind of. Yeah, it might have something to do with the, the memory. Uh, who knows what sort of creature that would involve. <laughs> I'm terrified to learn. But you said there's also another, like, device here, right? That's plugged into the door. Like, Asher, do you make a, or Kira, or anybody will go take a look at this. Could... So upstairs on the ground floor, we saw those diagrams on how to create or revive an android. And here there's something about Recovering memory. Could Zhao be after what Cassandaline knows or knew and has forgotten? Is this the body farm? Who's to say? Probably you. I think you're the dedicated sayer. Yeah, it seems like a thing you would say. Well... Nobody's in Like, there. I feel like it's written down in a book that you're looking at or something. <laughs> I'm looking at the other item in the room. Two other people want to... Uh, I attempted in knowledge engineering, got a nat 20, and still got far less than Brixby did. <laughs> Is the 26 enough to give us anything, or do we need Brix's 30? Um, it is DC 25 to realize that this door is what um, Nargid was talking about. It is a nanite-powered door, and nanites are the key to open it. So it looks like the way it functions is there are four separate locks built into it that are basically each need to be activated separately. So you could do disabled device checks, but you have to do them on all four and it looks like the sort of way it works if you're not unlocking it with like an actual key, like the nanites will be continuously working to relock it, or if you're trying to damage it, the nanites are going to be continuously repairing it, unless you... Um, Let's say we had like uh, four nanite clusters that we were able to put onto it, would that maybe uh, unlock it the correct way? If you had four nanite cocoons, one for each of those domes, that I couldn't say that that wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we gotta find one more of those Tr- dumb... Th- and we gotta go back and get those other two. <laughs> it's on... It's on page 43, Sam. What's on page 43? Whether or not the... You know, if the nanite cocoons are what goes into that. No, I'm sorry. It's on page 51. Ah. Whether or not they do... You see Zach, uh, Jeff's using the PDF and he's got it set to uh, page width mode, so mm-hmm. the page numbers are off. Ring another sky metal out of it. I mean, it's like I mean, there's 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 no loss. <laughs> like, what what do you lose there, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. 
I was mm. too conservative in my page number guessing. Yeah. So I just watched Asher like teleport through a wall. What was going on over there? Boof! He shouts, and then no, he uh, he's he's ready to to shoot utility shot that uh property of Kira Smith cocoon. With a stick, the utility is a sticker that says "property of Asher Halick" on it. That just. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it changes the letters. The bullet says that on it. Is this? So if you're heading back up to the shrine to Xiphus, um, the ooze has obviously respawned and the trap has been reset and it crits all of you. Oh no. So gear goes, the gear ghosts brought him back. Yeah, there goes three quarters of the party. Salwin is wisely standing in the As hallway. <gasps> yeah. He's not walking into the that bards. Uh, Drake and Fabulous, I believe. We throw it in the back. Alright. Nanite Cocoon acquired. Two of four. Do we go upstairs and find that one? Was it in one of those? It was in one of those weird back staircases, right? The spiral ones. Yeah, it was in the one yeah. of the like along the side of the building spiral staircases. So there is there is nothing else down Dead here, right? Room. That we know of, that we've discovered, received, uh, and are aware of, I guess. Yeah, it looks like um, that was the lot of it. You haven't been back in the Damon room since the Damon left. I was going to say, yeah, did we go actually into the room before, or did we talk to him through the glass? Uh, I can't remember. You basically opened the door, saw the Damon, and closed the door. Okay. Um, and you didn't really go through like the notes you found in there. Um, you haven't checked out that jar of worms you stole, but... Other than that, what I are think those? You've done everything you've seen here. Okay. What's the? Is it another knowledge nature or is uh, it something different? Those worms are actually a spellcraft. Ooh, I have fifteen to that. But that's a three on the dice. So somebody else might get higher because that is only so an eight. Twenty-five. Nice. I believe a 25 is sufficient to identify these three worms as hive brain symbiotes. These red maggots constantly writhe and distend, snapping their small pair of pinchers. A combination of a hell wasp and worm, a hive brain symbiote grants an echo of a hive mind when attached to any intelligent creature. When placed on the back of the host's neck as a standard action, the hive braid symbiote attaches painlessly to your brainstem and immediately boosts your mental faculties. While having a hive brain symbiote attached, as an immediate action, a host can re-roll a concentration check or any intelligence-based check. The host must take the second roll, even if it's worse. An attached hive brain symbiote continues to function for a number of hours equal to the host's intelligence modifier, minimum one hour, uh, before falling off and dying. The symbiote dies immediately if removed before this time elapses. So what is the downside to the Futurama brain slot? Honestly, not bad for the casters. It's icky. 
Um, it's just pretty gross. Yeah. I'm probably gonna need, like, all of these worms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're... I feel like you have a lower it's concentration thing than I do. Gross. Right? What's your, uh... Plus? I, am, I imagine... I have no combat cast or anything. My concentration check is 14. Yeah, because I think it's based off of our caster level. Oh, mine is also 14, so they're equal. Yeah, because I was going to say, I don't have I mean, casting. the fact that there's no drawbacks. I still think your spells are better suited for it well, than mine are. And it lasts hours per int modifier, yeah. so Bricks has got mm-hmm. that in spades. Yeah. Just f- so, five hours of uh, a, a worm. Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunately I'm at a twenty. That's not enough. I'll just bring it up to the twenty-one. Yeah. I know. I I still need. I'm I'm no enhancement bonus there. All natural, baby. Not juicing. Um. But yeah, I know, right? Um. Yeah, we're we're terrible mid-level characters oh, wow. without everybody having a belt and a and a headband at this point. <laughs> right. Well. Yeah, I think the only person that has. Is, that is Alowin who was able to come in later with the gold for it. <laughs> does anybody else have either like a does what is Kira's? Kira's belt? got a con. Is a, uh... on, yeah. Okay. And a strength iron stone, I think. Or a belt. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, Bricks doesn't have a vast intelligence headband. Yeah. I have a minus two intelligence score, so I don't I, I don't I'm I'm happy to Are you sure you don't want a worm for negative two hours? <laughs> So, well, sure. It's still minimum yeah. one hour. Too dumb. Yeah, what happens? Does it just die automatically if you put it on somebody with a negative No, it's minimum <laughs> one hour. It can still suck oh, a little okay. bit of your brain juice out. Powerlessly. Or painlessly. It kind of cool. It reminds me of, like, the necrographs, only it's temporary instead of permanent. Ooh, I gotta look. Yeah. Where I attach it to my ratly neck at one point. Shall we go and like you? The goo-goo does not look as much as I was hoping it would look like a. Uh, yeah, I was hoping like a. Yeah, that's just like uh, a tech box with a mullet style, like puzzle box thing, just made out of like goo. <laughs> I was imagining it much worse. And yeah. it looks like a like a soundboard. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I told you, it's, it's a GameCube. Yeah, it has like it. a Cyrax hair. And then it's got... Yeah, that's, I was thinking looks. like um, Sea Urchin. <laughs> See, I can make video game references yes. that I played when I was 12. Shall we head back upstairs? Yes, we need to get that other uh, Nanite Cocoon, and then I think it seems like we have to find a fourth one. We... Must have to explore those last couple labs. Did you say there were notes in the demon room that we didn't take? Um, you took them, but we never really paused for them. Okay, yeah, that's that's like bedtime stuff. That's bedtime reading <laughs> for the, the yeah. party. Unless, can we leaf through them real quick and see if there's one that says, I left by four nanite cluster. <laughs> Just a nanite cluster wrapped in note paper. Yeah. I'm definitely not on a different map moving you all into the right place so I don't have to deal with it. 
I'm definitely Interesting. not doing yeah. that. Okay, it's weird that you would say that. But okay. Like I actually reloaded that one round that he used. <clears throat> I'm going to be really pedantic about it. So, so upset that I rolled exactly one point more than the health I needed to heal. So you go up 125 feet of stairs, and then you keep going up um, five floors beyond that. So a lot of freaking stairs until you eventually emerge in Fergus Shoud's bedroom. Okay, we're gonna grab that that cocoon. Alright, that's just a matter of basically going down um flight of stairs and then uh, going down two flights. And wasn't, uh, he wasn't waiting for us in the room, like, sitting seductively on the bed or anything. <laughs> he wasn't. He <laughs> appears to be missing just now. Um, you do have to head down two more flights of stairs, so you're really not skipping leg day. Um, and then you head in the stairwell that leads down... Uh, from the fourth floor to the hey. third floor, and there is your cocoon. That's where I Kira, do you want to snatch this cocoon? Yay. Yeah. Can I? Can I hit it? No, oh, that's not a good idea. Maybe just lovingly. If you're ready to catch it, I can scoot it off the wall, and then you can catch it. Since it explicitly deals no damage. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that works. You got this down. Unfortunately, the Nana Cocoon does not accept ICMP requests, <laughs> so it will not be moving anywhere with your ping. No. It's true. <laughs> Zero trust, Jeff. It's just practicing good network security. Mm hmm. <laughs> I find it hard to believe that. Yes, I will download Downside, <laughs> buddy. That's good network. You tell me I need to roll diplomacy on the cocoon. <laughs> Trust yeah, me. The sheer number of times they've DDoSed themselves. My <laughs> Mac does need so distributed. Every computer in there has LimeWire. Such that denial. <laughs> I can download more RAM? <laughs> I keep getting these pop-ups that say I have a virus, but when I click on them, I just get more pop-ups. This is such a great deal. If I just help this prince out, I'll get five times my money back. How could back. that go wrong? Or us going into another lab. <laughs> Let's find out. And <laughs> star wipe to the next floor. <laughs> Star wipe all the way up to the sixth floor. So, um, all of you are now mechanically fatigued, I think. Mm-mm. We gotta roll for that. Yeah. Well, you just did so much running, you know? No, we're climbing these stairs leisurely. Alright. Um, you I gotta go that. down and to the right. What to is... see yourselves. Well, as you come into this floor, you find a large open space, the full diameter of the tower, and in the southern portion of the room, uh, it opens into the room above. 
The air in here is stifling hot due to the operation of three massive forges that burn and vent into a cluster of exposed pipes running through the center of the tower. A tangle of conduits from the southeast cuts through the room to join this cluster, forming a wall of pipes and thick wires. Working constantly in this room no. are these three strange humanoid beings. Um, let me get a real description of them. Look at that six-pack. Those are a bunch of magic mics right there. Uh, these are squat, brass-skin, um, oh. dwarf-like humanoids. But their heads and shoulders blaze with a mane of fire and heat literally ripples off of their bodies. They are, of course, shirtless because one must be when one has fire hair and is jacked. There are also, working in this room, three of your dear friends, the riot suppressor robots, which we, you know, we all know and love riot suppressor robots. I'm just putting a couple colors, you know, on things just in case we need them. Now, as you come in, the riot suppressor robots do notice you immediately and uh, they move towards you threateningly as if to suppress your riot. So it's probably time to roll for initiative. Alright, what did Alwyn get for initiative? Uh, Alwyn got a 10 on the die for a 16. Alright, how about Asher? Uh, Asher gets a slightly slower 16 with an 11 on the die. And how about Kira? Also an 11 on the die for a 17. Let's just show off and move. And Brixby. 12 on the die for a dirty Twanzini. Alright. Definitely not slowly rolling initiatives right here for a thousand beings. Why would I do that? It's because you roll initiative for him while they're on the GM layer. And the players can't see it, but as soon as you move into the real layer... Monsters. I know. There's too much to keep track of here. That's your choice, man. That's true. I could just delete some of these people. If you want. Why does that one have to be the one going first? Everything's got to have its own initiative mod. Busy. Hey, real quick, can you swap the initiatives of uh, blue and red riot suppressor robot? Just Why would just you swap want them? the one near us to go first? <laughs> because the other one's standing perfectly for me to get two people in a hole. <laughs> well, now that I know that. Yeah, we don't know that the, the ripped little men are not our friends. Well, speaking of the ripped little men, ripped little man number one, who is the orange fella down at the bottom there, uh, he's just going to hold his action at the beginning of initiative. But Riot Robot, the blue one, is going to rush forward and say, Engage the intruders! And it's going to rush forward, and um, since Alwyn is right in the front, because 
That always makes sense. Alwyn is about to get... I mean, technically I'm in the back. They're just attacking us from the side. That's true. <laughs> well, Alwyn's going to get the Rafa the Warhammer. That is a 35 to hit. Yes, that does in fact hit. Uh, that is 14 non-lethal damage. Oh, and 2 non-lethal electric damage. That'll bring Brixby up. Alright, I would love to roll a knowledge on these little little swole men. Uh, that would be knowledge planes. Alrighty. Strong knowledge for me, that's okay. It's a 17 for a 28. Both 20s like it. Uh, you are looking at Azers. Azers are a proud and hard-working ancestry from the Plane of Fire who toil in their bronze and brass fortresses, always ready for their long, simmering war against the Afrid. Azers live in a society where every member knows his place. Born into a particular duty, usually the trade of his father or mother, Nazer continues his task his entire life. The caste system further keeps Azer's society in line. Nobles, ruling without question, wear decorated brass kilts as their symbol of caste, while merchants and business proprietors wear stout bronze. Copper kilts designate the working class, made up of servants, artisans, and laborers. Um, let's see, the total was 28. You get so many questions. You get three questions on Azers. Okay, so as you all maybe remember from last week in our plotting chat, I still have elemental speech, but it is a personal target only. And I'm terrible at doing anything besides bluffing. So part of me wants to figure out what their like alignment is, but that's also something Asher can determine as a free action or a standard action. Standard? Um, it's also... Sorry. I can only determine if they're evil. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess I was trying yeah, to figure out Yeah, he just says detect were. evil, not detect alignment. Yeah, it's a yeah, no, I, I should... Oh, yeah, that's still that's still useful to you. Okay, so I would love to know what their base alignment is with one of those questions. Uh, base alignment, they are a lawful neutral people. Okay. Anything anyone else want to know? Maybe defenses in case we do have to fight them. Yeah, special defenses. Special defenses of the Azer. Um, they are immune to fire. Uh, they have a modicum of spell resistance. Rixby is going to hold the last. Yeah, he's going to hold the last question until, like, maybe we need it or maybe we don't. And he is going to five foot step into Pierre's square so he doesn't have to cast defensively. And he, because this is his second level void elemental spell, he's going to pull out some iron filings and crush them in his hand and then eat them, I guess, and uh, gain the ability to speak uh, that one, not Terran. Uh, what's the one? Ignan is what you're looking for. Ignan, yeah. I was ignorant of Ignan. So, yeah, he's going to, uh, you know, they're going to glow kind of red before he's hot, hot, puts them in his mouth, and then his mouth sounds like a cool campfire. 
and um, while he can't actually mechanically roll a check, he's going to say, Peace, friends. We're here in peace. And Igman. Um, and one of them, well, I guess it, it won't respond till its turn. Let's not break turn order for these things. And that's my my turn of rule. All right, Kira. What's the um the you said the riot eyes have moved forward in a, an aggressive manner. They haven't actually attacked yet, correct? Uh, one of the riot suppressors hit Alowin with a hand. Oh, great. That's right. I forgot about that. Okay. Then I, uh, Kira, will take a five-foot step forward um, into Brixby's previous square. Go for a full attack on... Uh, let's start with blue. Oh, no. That's a four on the die. Or a... Uh, not raging yet, so that's a dirty 20. Um, dirty 20 will not do yep. it. Yep. Right? Also, what are you swinging right now? Uh, chainsaw. chainsaw? Yeah. That's a three, so that's not going to do it. Uh, and I'm not raging yet, mm-hmm. so I'm going to use the last chunk of my turn to rage. And that will be the end of turn. Alright, they're basically laughing at That's you. annoying, but fair. Well... All right, Alowin is up. Okay, uh, Alowin is going to attempt to use a spell. He tried to use on one of these before, but Kira killed it before it could uh, succumb to it, even though it did got it. We need to see what the cast defense thing is. It is DC 17, so I beat this on... Six on the die, so I get my cast defensively. And the red uh, robot has to make me a, I believe it is a will. Yes, a will save. Impossible. Get it? Yeah, Good. weird. Um, 16 on the will save? Uh, that is a fail. So he looks at the red robot and he says... That other robot hurt me. Please hurt it back. And he casts Murderous Command. So on the red robot's turn, it has to attack its nearest ally. Wow. That's very mean. Do that to robots. All right. And, um, Asher. Asher heard Brixby speak in a language that Asher doesn't understand. And are we, well, seems like we're at least fighting the robots. Uh, And Asher will uh, lament his location uh, and lack of visibility. If he were to move to the northwest with this stairwell situation, would he be able to shoot blue still? Yeah, he. I mean, he could go up on those stairs. Okay. Uh, then, well, I mean, sure, he could go up, but he's just looking at a five-foot step. Yeah, he can do a five-foot step, but I'm blue, that's in melee with blue, so it can 
That, swank. That's fine. Prepare to swank because in his <laughs> left hand, his revolver is full of mundane rounds, but canonically, his other revolver is full of adamantine. And he is going to uh, rapid shot, full attack, deadly aim, three adamantine rounds at blue, double D, double die. That is a 36 to swamp? Uh, no, I took super mobility, and because I moved. That, yeah, of course it hits, dude. Uh, that is 15 non-lethal bonk damage and uh, 3 non-lethal electric damage. Okay, weirdly the electric doesn't look like it did anything, but you said it was 15 non-lethal? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's a lot of non-lethal got swamped. It's true. Just notating 15 and now I'll have to remember next time that it's National League. Uh, and then, yeah. Let's fill it with bullets. Uh, we are looking at numbers that have a value and those values are equal to uh, mathematical things of the nature that they are and that is I mean nothing's below a 20 against touch on all three you're, pre you're pretty safe cool um, so that's going to be 3d8 plus 18 it is adamantine I do have clustered shots So that is only 30 total for three bullets. Well, it's not too bad. Soften them up for Red to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that'll take us to Yellow, the Yellow Azer, uh, who will say, in Aignan, of course, to Brixby, that they're going to make us kill you we, please just if you can stop them we will we'll slow play it and uh, he, he's gonna just slowly walk uh, 20 feet um, around the far side of the room towards you um, now red is going to full attack blue that's fun yes. non-lethally of course all right Constructs can you immune. attack a robot non-lethally? Yeah. I yeah, so, I mean, he that. can hit it, but it's not going to do anything. Oh, are they just immune to non-lethal? <laughs> do they have the ability to attack lethally? Because the spell itself says you try to kill your nearest ally. Oh, I think they can do it with a minus four. So Let me read the actual... Uh, murderous Command... You give the target a mental urge to kill its nearest ally, which it obeys to the best of its ability. It doesn't say... Yeah, not subject to non-lethal damage. So, he's going to attack it with a minus four, full attack. 28 on the first one is a hit. First time a riot suppressor robot has ever done lethal damage. And just 
barely gets through the hardness. And it's gonna do it again. That's uh, a miss, and it's gonna use its integrated stun gun. And that is a hit. Oh, but that's electric damage, isn't it? That's non-lethal damage. Oh. Put that good point on the non-lethal electric damage, which becomes lethal from that one hit, and is multiplied by one and a half, so it did a little bit of damage to its buddy, and then it's back to being able to, you know, understand. Yeah, that's only a one-turn thing. Yeah. And now, um, Purple Azer is gonna sort of start making its way over, and oh no, it's stuck behind the robot. It can't possibly get around this forge to get you. Whatever shall it do? Too bad. Um, now green is going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 feet and shoot at Kira with its integrated stun gun. That is a 26 versus touch. That'll do it. Four. The hundo 45. That is going to be a solid one non-lethal damage. Oof. One. Now, um, orange um, is going to take a five-foot step forward. Um, it's gonna very apologetically swing a warhammer at Kira. That is a six to hit. Six? Yeah, six total. Oh gosh, no. <clears throat> Alright, well, Blue the Riot Suppressor is rather upset right now. It just got bonked, it just got shot. It's, um,. It's gonna go full attack on. It's gonna go for Asher because Asher was doing that shoot. Nice. I think that seems that seems yeah. fair. It's it's gonna suppress your riot with a twenty-eight. That I feel suppressed. Are you impressed by how suppressed you are? Nope. Um, that is fourteen non-lethal plus two non-lethal electric. Okay, can the electric seems ineffective, but the non-lethal otherwise hurts. Another twenty-eight on the second attack. That is twelve more non-lethal. No, eleven more non-lethal and three more electric. Non-lethal. Okay, now. And then. It, Integrated stun gun. Uh, 21 versus touch. Yep. Uh, one non lethal. And finally, I am finished with monsters. <laughs> it is Brixby's turn seven hours later. Uh, so Brixby, first in Taldane, uh, says, Don't fight fire dwarves. It's one word. And then in Ignan says, we kill robots. Um, and then is, oh man, I have an excellent spell for this situation here. 
Just whatever your highest level spell is. I mean... A, if you just drop a fireball, like, right here, you could get all three robots, two Azers, and Kira. As you, I mean, they're probably immune to fire, <laughs> they're to be Im fair. Yeah, we rolled that yeah. they're immune to fire, so you could actually... <laughs> Drop one where I, it would hit him and the robots, and it wouldn't hurt I, him. I forgot about that when I was giving you bad <laughs> advice. Yeah, it's fine. I, Go for it. At the, <laughs> I just don't want to hit any of our. I mean, honestly, if I was going to use anything, it was going to be a, a lightning bolt. And but purple joined the. Yeah, per, I was line. also thinking that, but purple's in the way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, Brixby is going to. Ooh. If you dropped a fireball on top of the furnace, could you hit two of them and him and not hit Kira? I'm afraid that the Azers won't interpret that as like a non-combat action. Oh, they yeah. might not know that, even though I said what I said, that like we're not trying yeah. to hurt them. Maybe they'd get it, but like it's it'd be kind of a risk. Plus, like you know, I'm there's plenty of other people here yeah. that are better at doing damage than Brixby in robot fighting. I would say um, if it factors in, not Asher because he fell unconscious. Uh, okay. So that to me, then are you, are you not stable though? Uh, stable, just more non-lethal than his current hit points. Yeah. Oh, wow. okay. Um, so Brixby is going to pull out the um, the tainted space trucks <laughs> from his back. <laughs> um, full round action and five foot step towards Asher. Oh. Okay. And then uh, that is Brixby's turn. That will bring Kira up. Uh, here is Asher. Is not ten feet away. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'm just gonna go back and attack Blue again. That's that's my uh, raging now. So hope that that helps. A full attack. Here we go. I'm done with these dice now. Um, Eleven on the die was eighteen. Eight nine. Right. Great. That'll hit. Well, 15, it's 20, 35 points of uh, chainsaw damage at the um, blue. Then I would like to go for the cleave. It's still pretty new, so I can't remember if I can do that. Single attack. You said 35 okay. points of damage? Um, I would like to make an additional attack against... Uh, which one is next to blue? Red. 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 <laughs> yeah, I think you just have to five foot step up to complete oh, got that it. cleave. That can do. Uh, yeah, so five foot step up. That is going to be ugh, not great. Uh, 27. <laughs> That'll hit. <laughs> um, and then damage. Hang on, wait for it. That is 12 
plus the again, 12, the two. That right? Wait a second. Do I get the full done? Leave. Yeah, it should be a second full. That's amazing. Bag, so it should be. Your... Yeah. Yeah. Solid Good one. Feet. Uh, so that's what did I just say? 30, 32, 22, 32. You two add. All right. Doesn't seem to all go through on either of them, but it's still a good chunk of damage. Blue is looking okay. really bad. Then do I just finish the attack? How does that work? Um, I don't think you can because cleave is its own okay. standard okay. action. It's yeah, so you can't do a full attack with it. I don't that's think. That's right. cool. That that's my turn. All right, that'll bring up Alowin. Uh, okay, Alowin is going to... don't want to try to if i roll i'm gonna get hit hard i was gonna back up into the space behind me to heal him uh you could take well, i guess you think like, you're right i could well you could also go to the yeah. northwest onto the stairs isn't there a pillar or something right here I didn't think that was it's something. It's kind of the stair railing. You can still sort of five foot step the diagonal yeah. around it. But is he? Can he still hit me there? Yeah. 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 The spot I was gonna go to got occupied. Uh, he'll five foot back this way and just cast something under the robots. Uh, it's gonna do. Uh, Yes, he'll just acid splash one of the, uh, he'll acid splash blue. Uh, that is... Lines underneath, that's a nine. Uh, range touch is... That is a 15 against, uh, touch AC. That hits. Okay, uh, that is two points of acid damage, which probably does not go through its, uh... Yeah, it seems to be blocked by the hardness. Yeah, or hardness, I mean, not DR. Uh, that's his turn. Alright, Asher, you've been swamped unconscious. Yep. So he's unconscious. Uh, end of turn. <laughs> Alright. Um, Yellow is gonna continue slowly walking towards everybody. Really taking its time. Red is gonna take five foot step to the south to commence bashing Kira. That is a 26 yeah. on the first one. Uh, 97 on the blur. 12 uh, non-lethal and four electric non-lethal. Uh, 17 on the second attack? That might not do it. Uh, does not do it. 
I'm reaching. Yeah. No, no. And the integrated stun gun is a 15 versus touch. Um, that's and that's different than what you just did, right? Because it. Okay. Then uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's um, 75 on the blur and four non-lethal. And um, I think purple is going to keep clogging up the lane here. Just sort of making things difficult for everyone. So green can't really find a spot. It's just going to sneak up and fire a integrated stun gun at Kira through cover. And it's going to miss, thanks to the cover. And um, Orange doesn't want to get in the flank here, because that would give the robots an advantage. So Orange is going to take a five-foot step back and just sort of meekly gesture at Alowin. Um, that is a seven to hit. Uh, that is a miss. Blue, having absolutely destroyed Deer Asher, takes a five-foot step down and gets the flank on Kira. Uh, 28 on the first one. That is a 95 on the seal. For a nice 11 non-lethal and 6 electric, also non-lethal. Nat 20 on the second one. Dead. Uh, nat 20 on the confirm. Also pretty good. Uh, 21 on the concealment. That's not good. Is it good? Oh, it so, is good. That's good. It's 20. Nine, uh, nine non-lethal electric. And then... This is going to require some math. 8, 9, 11, plus 27, 38 non-lethal damage. Total? Or including the 9? Um, plus the 9 electric non-lethal. 38. Skira still conscious. If you've taken more non-lethal than your total current HP, that makes you unconscious, like Asher. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, good news. Integrated stun gun attack. Oh, no. Uh, 15 versus touch. Yep, that'll do it. And uh, 96 on the blur. Okay. How about a nice three non-lethal damage? Oh, we are hanging on by fraction of an inch. Wait, hang on. Let me actually do that math. Okay, I have two non-lethal hit points left. Wow. Well, with Asher unconscious, Kira sitting at two HP effectively, and the party in a position to start taking their turns on these riot suppressor robots. I think it's time to go to bed. Don't forget taking drugs. Night <laughs> Oh, the evil. No, you're not drugs. taking drugs. You're giving somebody else drugs. <laughs> Good night, drugs. <laughs> Good night, drugs. <laughs>
Good night, unconscious Asher.